0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. We're going to talk heavy 2021 NFL schedule, the reveal, is tomorrow, and it going go so many different ways. Like, the schedule that we're going to run down in the first two segments today is going to show how difficult the schedule is going to be, especially compared to last year for the Arizona Cardinals. It could get a lot more difficult if certain games are played at specific times. Uh, we found out not, you know, half an hour ago that the Jacksonville Jaguars-London game will not be the Arizona Cardinals, so the Cardinals will not have to travel across the pond to play Jacksonville as one of their away games. This episode is brought to you, brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. These guys are great. NFL analyst, analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosts Lockdowns, On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. They give you the national perspective and all-around NFL they cover the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every day with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Quick update on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you have to be subscribed, Bo, is that correct, to get all of the up-to-date podcasts after April 22nd, which was our D-Day for Apple Podcasts, for them not being uploaded. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so we're seeing progress, but we're not all the way past the uh, the goal line here for the score. Apple Podcasts, if you do subscribe, if you follow along, because Apple is now setting up this way to pay to play for podcasts, and we're not going to be part of that. We're not going to make you pay for you know, Locked On Cardinals, but you can still find us. You just have to look us up at Locked On uh, Cardinals. Just subscribe, follow whatever the button looks like. And once that does it, it's going to bring Lockdown Cardinals to you on a daily basis. So once you go to update it, Apple's going to grab that, and you'll see all the preview shows that you haven't listened to. That's the best way to do it. But, you know, look, there's still a bunch of speed humps between us and the finish line here. So we'll see. We're making progress. Some of you are finding us back again on Apple Podcasts, which is a lot different than where we were at this time yesterday.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And you're not going to want to miss it.
0: We have our link tree up on our, on Mm -hmm. all our social media sites. You can find different podcast providers and, you know, unfortunately Apple isn't a consistent place. You can find us. I I know it's uh, what we're used to. It's where I first started listening to podcasts. So it's kind of a comfort zone, but at the same time, Spotify is really easy. Stitcher is really easy and Odyssey is extremely easy. I love their interface. It's, it's just pretty much download the app, find the podcast, and hit play. It's easy. Yeah, all you all
1: you have to do is do it once, and then you'll be in a, a situation where Odyssey will be your go-to instead of Apple Podcast. So you can listen to us and and um help build this thing as we gear up for the twenty twenty-one NFL season. Tomorrow's a big day, but the twenty twenty-one unveiling of the um of the schedules tomorrow evening, I think five PM Pacific time. Uh this can go a lot of different ways. And the tease, the the title of this podcast is Could the Cardinals have one of the easiest schedules for 2021 of the NFL teams, and it's kind of counterintuitive to what Bo and I have been talking about with how difficult this schedule is going to be. The reason why I ask is the floor for bad teams has risen. The middle class has thickened, I guess you could say. there's, And and you know, the top tier is going to be the top tier teams, but the middle class is a lot more populated than it, it has been in recent memory. Look at the AFC playoffs last year. One through eight, playoff teams, borderline Super Bowl contenders, uh, if it weren't for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Cardinals play three of the worst five teams. They play Detroit, they play Houston, and uh and there's one and they play Jacksonville.
0: And Carolina, I think, can be thrown into the Yeah, that but Carolina
1: well. is closer to the middle class than than where they have been. I mean, they only won five games last year, I believe. But they've shown flashes. They acquired Sam Darnold. They made some key acquisitions in the offseason. I I don't know. I would think so. Uh, behind a better offensive line and a competent front office and head coach, I think could do wonders for a still budding quarterback. But there aren't many bad teams in the NFL now, like bad teams. I guess you could say the Jets are still a bad team, right? Right. We'll see, but the three teams that the Cardinals play is half of the bad teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it sets up pretty well. I mean, as far as getting some breathers and some opportunities to get some Ws against an otherwise pretty tough schedule. Yeah, to take on the Jags, I think a lot of people have different. You know, changed their expectations about what the Jaguars. They're not going to be a one win team. They haven't won since the season opener last year (laughs) against Indy. A lot better than that. I mean despite them doing this gimmick with with Tim Tebow and bringing him in and reuniting him with Urban Meyer, you know, they still did a lot to kind of turn over that roster. Uh, it's going to be Urban Meyer really kind of finding his legs in the at the NFL level. We'll see if any of it pans out and where it fall I think you would rather face the Jacksonville Jaguars in September than you want to want to face them in November, or December because you're going to see an evolution. I think that they're going to get a lot better as the season progresses, but early on it should be should be an easy victory.
1: Now, let me ask you this real quick. I mean, we're going to steal from Tony Wig, the locked-on Jaguars host, quickly. If Team Tebow makes the 53-man roster, let's just say he does, none of the pop and circumstance, he makes the roster. Do the Jaguars arguably have a top two or three goal line running back on the roster at that point? I mean, the dude's 6'3", 255. He made his money from the quarterback position running that weird read option spread offense and scored so many rushing touchdowns, a lot of them from the goal line. It's hard to get inside the end zone. We know Kenyon Drake from the goal line, six three two fifty five. Is there a chance that he's just a bigger version of Taysom Hill in certain situations if he passes the physical and makes the roster or no?
0: I just think he's slow now. I don't know. He wasn't exactly the most fleet of foot back no. when he was at Florida. He was just a kind of a bulldozer. Yeah. I think at the NFL level, I don't know. I don't know if it – Maybe, maybe it's nice to have that guy. If he makes the roster, I guess, but you know, James Robinson isn't exactly the the tiniest of running backs in the league either. Would you rather give it to James Robinson? Who's going to hit that thing quick and have probably just as much pop. Or would you just have Tim Tebow? I don't know. I mean, the only thing Tim Tebow is, is like the threat of that jump pass that he does. And it's, I don't, that only goes so far. I, yeah. I love gadget plays. If Tim Tebow makes the, the Jags roster, it does have like that fun. Like I said, novelty of, of Taysom Hill that you, you get, especially in the red zone and you don't know what's going to happen and that's fun. But at the same time, it could only adds like, like the littlest bit of um, like shadow of the unknown, who, kn- who knows what they're going to do. But I don't think it gives them an, an advantage in any way.
1: No, but it, it, it'd be fun because we're not because we don't cover yeah. the Jaguars. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Rack. follow me at Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Again, the link tree as Bo mentioned, anywhere you can find information about Bo, myself, and anywhere we post the podcast is on our link tree. It's a little link we put it up whenever we post the podcast, and it's on our little bio on our Twitter page for the podcast. Uh, the schedule thing, and the, again, the reason why I brought it up is we're gonna we're gonna. Pin home games versus away games in the next segment, which is going to be a more difficult slate for the Cardinals. But you got to think that first year with Jared Goff in Detroit, first year with Trevor Lawrence, and whoever the hell is going to be the quarterback, Davis Mills or Deshaun Watson for Houston, those need to be wins if the Cardinals are going to want to make the playoffs. Like the two. So remember, we did this last year. We, we went through and we'll do this come uh, Thursday. It's one of the most fun podcasts we do. We're gonna give our way too early predictions. We're gonna run down mm-hmm. every game and give our win loss total after it's after it's um, divulged tomorrow afternoon. So for Thursday's podcast, San Francisco was a loss. Washington was a win. Detroit was a win to start last year. They had Detroit and Washington at home. They had San Francisco on the road. We got two of those wrong because Detroit came here kind of exposed Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray threw three picks in that game. They lost that one. And then Carolina was another win, and that ended up being a loss as well. So, obviously, the NFL season is crazy in and of itself, but if the Cardinals want to make any sort of playoff push, those three games have to be wins. They have to be wins next year.
0: Yeah, the games where the teams that you should beat, like when you become a better team and you have high expectations, like those just have to become instant Ws. They just absolutely have to because we know – you know, that the margin for error is so slim now, especially with the division, how it sets up. The Arizona Cardinals have to take care of business. They have to become one of those teams that where there's, there's no question. I mean, as far as there's trap games and then there's, you know, letdowns, obviously they happen. You know, that's the old cliche, any given Sunday. But for the most part, the Arizona Cardinals, those have to be layups, like games against those teams. Like they might have, you know, nice, young nucleuses and there's a different there's a culture change going on but you can't let it happen against against your team next year because the expectations what they are you know to improve on eight and eight it's like you just got to take advantage of those layups they didn't do it last year exactly right I mean the Detroit and Carolina losses were absolutely brutal Yeah. And if you show up for either one of those games you're playing in January you're playing the playoffs
1: yeah I mean it's and two of those games are at home Houston and uh, and and one other are at home. Carolina are at home in 2021. We just don't know where on the schedule. So they have to be wins, especially because they're going to be playing one more road game than home game. It's it's interesting you bring up trap games, and, and we'll get to this quickly and then move on. Uh, good teams have trap games. Average teams don't. Yep. You know the Cardinals aren't at the point where like the Carolina game was a pseudo trap game. It did spring them to for a winning streak afterwards, but. Average teams can lose to any team on any Sunday, and the Cardinals are kind of graduating from that averageness, but they're definitely not out of that level of, of of talent yet. I mean, we have no idea what what this roster is going to be like when the season starts.
0: Right, but you have you you can kind of see which way they want to go. I mean, as far as just uh, they they want to compete, and it's as far as the progression like the Cardinals went from a team that was on the other side of a trap team game, like, Oh, are the Cardinals a trap game? Are they going to show up when we didn't expect them? Like against the green Bay Packers, they get Mark McC- Mike McC- McCarthy fired. You know, that was a trap game. Uh, and then last season we're sitting here. Okay. Are the Arizona Cardinals, we, we don't know which way they can go. Are they going to play down to the competition? Are going to play up to their competition. They beat teams like the bills. They beat teams like the Seahawks. They beat teams like early on when the Niners were at full strength. Uh, But now it's like, yeah, the trap game, they should be on the complete opposite end of, are they going to run into a trap game and and lose to a team? They shouldn't, they can't, they can't have that happen. And that's where this, this season, it's going to be so big to find out who Cliff Kingsbury is as head coach, because I think a lot of people rightfully so have their uh, reservations about K2. They they're skeptical about K2. And, uh, and, and, you know, if, if they don't win those games that they should, that's on coaching. Yeah, and and
1: let me clarify. I, I was getting last year and this year mixed up. Detroit is on the road this year, so they play two of the three easiest games on the road, which is beneficial for the Cardinals, for yeah. a team that needs to get wins, especially if they play nine games on the road and eight at home. That's going to segue us right into the ranking of which schedule is tougher, home or away. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. We'll be right back. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline.com. This week has tons of sports action on the go. Uh, you got Major League Baseball, NBA, the uh, the NHL is coming down the stretch. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And before the next pitch or tip ball or a jump ball or... Face off, go to bed online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on bet online your online sports book experts. I'm when when did the when did the spectrum shrink when, when did the gap shrink between excitement for the draft and excitement for the schedule release? like <laughs> I, I don't remember being this excited for a schedule release. And I don't know, maybe it's because the Cardinals are starting to become more relevant from the 2017 season through the 2018 where it was kind of like a college team playing football and then we're kind of getting better and better, like watching-wise, being able to talk more positive. Is that why? Because it's like, oh, they're on the precipice of potentially something great, so I want to see how everything shakes out schedule-wise?
0: Yeah, I mean, we want to see how we're going to really kind of set up our season and how our broadcast schedule is going to look like. Are we going to be talking about some primetime games? What's the excitement level going to be? nationally for this team? Does it match what we're feeling locally? It just kind of gives us a little bit of answers, even though it doesn't tell us anything. Like we know the opponents, there are two games that could potentially, you know, have the cold weather, whether it's Cleveland or green Bay, you know, those are, those are games that uh, I'm sorry, green Bay's at home, Uh, whether it's, it's uh, Cleveland and Chicago, that would be your cold weather games potentially that you'd be like, okay, the Cardinals are at a disadvantage just due to having to go and play in frigid temperatures. Uh, but if they're in September, it, it shouldn't play a factor. But, yeah, I, th- I think there's there's definitely with, with relevancy comes more excitement about the schedule release because before it's just like, eh, we'll see. I mean, maybe there's some fun games. You know, Cliff Kingsbury going against Baker Mayfield who transferred out and, and Kyler Murray in that game and going to Dallas. But now it's just like, okay, the the Cardinals should match up against some of these really good teams and we want to see where those games are slotted.
1: The Cardinals have the 13th toughest strength of schedule going into the 2021 season. And it's really close. Like, yeah. I mean, the Eagles are, are, are lucking out the Cowboys, lucking out the Falcons, you know, they're playing last place schedules. Um, Where these games match, as you mentioned, where these games land on this. I mean, it's, it's paramount as you mentioned. So let's do this really quickly. It's obvious. I think that the, this is barring Aaron Rodgers being a green Bay Packer. That the toughest game the Cardinals are going to play this year is against the Packers. Is that fair to say? I mean, you mentioned they play the Browns. Uh, they played, you know, the Rams and the 49ers twice. We'll see Seattle, but Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and that defense that's gotten better every year, Aaron Jones is back. Is that the toughest game they're gonna play this year? On paper at least.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. So for sure. So
1: that game's at home. Okay, obviously. It's- um that'll counteract the difficult game the, the easy game against Houston you would think uh so let's run this down obviously Rams 49 ers Seahawks um Packers Vikings Texans Colts Panthers I mean it's a good hodgepodge of easy media uh, moderate and difficult if we're gonna make layman's terms of it correct
0: yeah you, I mean here, here's the thing you have to have you have to take care of business against. Minnesota, Houston, and Carolina—no doubt about it. You have to win those games at home. So those have to be automatic Ws, and you also have to win two of your three games against your division foes. I think that's fair to say. If you really want to be the team that you think you can be, I mean, you get those three wins, and then you also get two wins from your divisional foes. You got to win the games at home, at least—you know—finish over five hundred at home against your division opponents. So that's five victories right there that you that you need to have. And if you don't, then you're playing from behind and you got to play catch up and get some wins that you weren't necessarily, you know, predicted to get.
1: I mean, the chance of weirdness with weather for the road games is, so you have Dallas and Detroit. So you're safe there. Tennessee, Cleveland, Chicago, Jacksonville, Jacksonville gets sticky depending on where it is, what time of year it is. As you mentioned, Chicago and Cleveland are two of the most brutal places to play in the cold, if not the two most. I mean, you put Philly in there as well, New England. But Cleveland, uh, Jeff Lloyd mentioned in our DMs today, it's, it's been the wind and the cold more than the snow recently in Cleveland during cold weather times. Mm-hmm. If the Cardinals can somehow maneuver around, and you know, I mean, this is just, it's setting the stage for one cold weather game. It's setting the stage for one inch it's Soldier Field or in Cleveland. It's it, it's going to be a brutal situation for the Cardinals, and unfortunately, if it's Chicago, that's a game that the Cardinals need to more or less chalk up as a win if they want to make the playoffs. Because so what's of the difficulty.
0: of the Bears, the Bears are one of those teams that stuck into the playoffs last year. They're they're right now from what their the, the reports are how they're. You know, talking about Justin Fields, a guy that they traded up for in the first round, like they're going to utilize Andy Dalton as a bridge quarterback. Like, what is your perception of of the Bears? Because I think that they're going to be a team that takes a step back, even from their 8-8 and season last year.
1: The one difference is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are playing for their jobs. So you need to find out Justin Fields earlier rather than later, which – isn't the organic way to do things when you have a guy like Andy Dalton that can kind of ease him in. So what do I think
0: of Justin Fields? He's a rookie quarterback. I mean, you've seen Justin Fields against better competition, not have the best games. Like, yeah, he went off against Clemson, but at the same time, the next week or the next game, he struggled. Like, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, if you were to say, okay, you're going, if you've got the Cardinals and they're going up against the bears, Who you just give give the edge to which teams on the uptick and which teams on the downtick, despite one being a playoff team last year and one not being, I I just, I think when you look at the quarterback position, it's, you take the Cardinals straight up against the bears, no matter who's under center in the shotgun, whether it's fields or Dalton or Foles.
1: But if you're going to talk about the four entities, offense, defense for both teams, what's the strongest?
0: I think the Arizona Cardinals are just a more balanced team. I'm like, saying, I'm saying Haley the Cardinals. Mac. Yeah. They got Rip Fuller in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Who do they have, you know, outside of maybe Eddie Jackson, who I think plays the safety position. Roquan like, Smith, really... Roquan Smith is, is a good, is a good linebacker, but they, they, it's really a lot of their talent on both sides of the ball have, have kind of exited. They, they still have Alan Robinson, who's a nice receiver, but it's about getting him the football. And, you know, can Malcolm Butler play, solid enough football to take him out of the game. And I don't know. I just think that the, the bears, I'm not too high on them. I think that that needs to be, when you look at their strength of schedule and you, and you said 13th overall, it's important from the, to get a win at soldier field, no matter what, and whatever style you have to play, that's, that's going to be big for this Arizona Cardinals team. Did they knew do enough, to get that run game to either be the status quo or better than it was last year, to establish the run and maybe get in those, win those ugly games because we don't know if they can I'm
1: glad you brought that up, Alex Clancy Bobrock. Follow him at Bob rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's listening. If you are subscribed and you got all of those updated. Um, old podcast, you got your whole system updated a couple days ago, listen to them because we put out some really good stuff before the draft, after the draft, uh, and hopefully we'll get up to date. Everybody will be able to, you know, keep up with our daily podcasts because uh, we do them every day, I promise. Just because Apple Podcast hasn't posted them doesn't mean we don't do them. Coming up next, have the Cardinals determined to strength for themselves going into the 2021 season? We'll talk about it next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends – at rockauto.com so rockauto.com it's a website that means you don't have to go to a chain store front that means you don't have to walk in the door and not know where anything is and go up and ask somebody at the counter and they're gonna have to come around and show you everything and if you don't have the thing in the color that you want or you don't know the exact part because you left a piece of paper at home you can avoid all of that by going to rockauto.com they're a family owned business they've been online for 20 years They've got everything from tail lamps to paint to carpet, whatever you need. And the best part is the prices are reliably low, and they're the same prices for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. So whether it be for your daily driver or your weekend convertible, rockauto.com's got you covered. Go to rockauto.com, write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Final segment, Bo Brock at Bob Rack on Twitter, Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Thank you to everybody who listens. Truly, um, we're so grateful. Thank you to everybody that reaches out on Twitter. We're This is, this is going to get really fun really soon, even more fun than it already is, because it could be a huge, beautiful spot, uh, firework this year, or it could be an absolute dud of a firework. We have no idea what's going to happen, and it's going to be incredible. I mean, hopefully, you know, you want positive things to happen. But the uncertainty, the uneasiness, the excitement, man, I mean, there's nothing better than doing a podcast for a team like the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it's going to be very, very fun. So the schedule releases tomorrow afternoon. A lot of question marks. Bo, I've talked about this at nauseum since the offseason started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there a strength for this Arizona Cardinals team? I said there needed to be a strength. They needed to realize how many gaping holes they had on this roster on both sides of the ball. Have they solidified a strength going into the 2021 season?
0: There's a sleeping giant, and then there's a strength that I can identify right off the bat. And the strength I can identify is their front seven. The addition of J.J. Watt, you've got Chandler Jones coming back off the biceps injury. You've got uh, Zayvon Collins that you added to more athletic to the linebacking core. I think that there's expectations about Isaiah Simmons uh, making a big leap in his second season. I think that there is a strength in their front seven on the defensive side of the football. It's got you excited. I think that they're going to be just coming at you and opposing offenses are going to it's going to be nightmare fuel. Now, as far as the sleeping giant, it's what we thought was going to be the calling card for this team. When they hired Cliff Kingsbury, they drafted Kyler Murray. They got DeAndre Hopkins. It's the offense, the offense. If they can figure it out, if the the risks that they took this offseason and, Rolling the dice that A.J. Green can maybe turn back the clock and be, you know, just a little bit of who he once was in Cincinnati. And Rondell Moore can be this guy that can be just a playmaker that you're moving around and opposing defenses have no idea where he's going to come at you. Christian Kirk can be, you know, Christian Kirk where he makes big plays. He can be a red zone threat. And then the run game, this is huge. The run game, if the run game between, as I slobber on myself, if, if is Chase Edmonds and James Conner if they can be kind of that uh, Thunder-Lightning duo, if everything goes well and you're drinking the Kool-Aid half glass full, you know, can they be those guys? Um, then this offense can be very impactful. Like, they can get back to where they were at the first half of last season. But there's I'm have i I'm skeptical about it because I, I, I think that their offense is still lacking. Now, what they did this offseason in kind of solidifying their offensive line, I love it. You know, you take that because I think they can put these playmakers that you have questions about in positions of success. And same thing goes for the defensive side. They they worked on the the fronts for both these uh this offense and defense. So I think front seven, but that offense could be their calling card, you know, week five. You're like, wow, how are you gonna slow this down?
1: Yeah. I'm gonna surprise you. First of all, the AJ Green Terrell Suggs uh comparison, stop it. Stop it. Terrell Suggs came for a money grab, got seven mil. He was 37 years old. He wanted to come home, live in live in Phoenix. That was short-lived. Okay. AJ Green is AJ Green pretty much took last year off. I mean, he was injured, but he didn't get the targets. It was a different situation out there with a rookie quarterback. This is different. He will get his chances. I want to believe that the front seven is the strength. There are arguably more question marks surrounding the front seven than any other level of this offense or defense of the Arizona Cardinals? Is J.J. Watt going to be 80% of what he once was? Is Chandler Jones going to be able to come back and have any sort of impact? Played five games last year at zero sacks. Is Zayvon Collins going to be able to play inside defense, inside linebacker at 6'5", 260? Is Isaiah Simmons going to be able to take a step forward? Is Jordan Hicks old? Like those are yes. Those are legitimate question marks. I guess you can answer that one. There's four question marks. And yeah. I don't think all of them are going to be one or the other. You're going to get a hodgepodge of both. But you can't tell me that one of those things are true or untrue. Now, I think the strength is the offensive line. Like, I mean, that's fair. So go with me here. Fair. So you have the three pillars. And I use pillars a lot because it's important. Like, is a pillar on defense. Chandler Jones is still a pillar in leadership. And J.J. Watt is going to supplant Larry Fitzgerald. Somebody is being a leader on defense as well. And then Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins on the offensive side. Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphreys, and Kelvin Beacham have proven, the two guys on the outside at least, and the acquisition of Rodney Hudson has proven that this is one of the stronger levels of this team. And Kelvin Beachum was a surprise. DJ Humphreys is going to thrive if Kyler Murray is able to still scamper and be outside the pocket. Like, and like I, I don't see a world where DJ Humphreys regresses from last year. I mean, unless there's any sort of injury, he was good last year. And that's what you want. You want a good to great offensive line. The floor has risen. And I truly believe, like, aside from Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, that's the strength of this team.
0: That is the bona
1: fide... Like, there's less question marks about the offensive line than there is about the front seven, even though the ceiling for the front seven is, is... I mean, there is no ceiling. It could be so high.
0: What's the old cliche about offensive line, too? When you're not talking about them, it's always a good thing. right? And we really haven't given it, and they deserve to be talked about. The addition of Rodney Hudson is huge for this Arizona Cardinals team. And if to just look at it from a really optimistic perspective, and you can do that in May, on May 11th, that that this offensive line can be better than one that just surrendered, what, 30 sacks last year, 29 of Kyle Murray. And, and that's a, a lot better than 50 the previous season. They 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 were significantly better. I don't think anybody can deny that. But the prospect, and, and where would, where did they struggle last year? The prospect of Kyler Murray having just that much more time. And what was the big knock on Kyler? He needs to go through his progressions a little bit before getting out and going. He needs to get back to running the football a little bit. What, what we see with DeAndre Hopkins, not a lot of creativity with him. We didn't see Christian Kirk get open at the end of the last season. The offensive line, if they can facilitate that, it just would do wonders for this offense. We saw what they were capable of through the first seven, eight games of last season. They were, as far as total yardage, there wasn't a team better than them in the NFL. So it's gonna be it's gonna be key. But at the same time, like this coaching staff. Getting back to that, when the league does adjust to them, they've got to be their their chess game's got to be a little bit better. Because they didn't adjust at the end of last season very well. They've for got sure. to be able to play that 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 back and forth. They've got to be able to play that game of strategy that uh, they they've failed at the last season, at least.
1: The sweet spot for success for the Cardinals this season, we'll leave you with this, is having success from the offensive line and otherwise without Kyler Murray having to be your lead rusher. That's the goal. Because not only will it... Allow Kyler to not put himself in harm's way, but it will allow Kyler Murray or force Kyler to evolve as a quarterback and not as a guy who's a quarterback who's also good at running the ball. If you can get Kyler to be a pseudo-pocket quarterback with this offensive line that's grown, that's gotten better, that's the sweet spot. If Kyler Murray rushes for 200 yards and and the Cardinals win 10 games next year... I'd much rather have that than him rush for 800 and then win nine. He's got to grow and not just rely on running the ball, as you mentioned. And it's going to be something – it's not an exact science. I'm sure they're going to utilize him and his legs because it's one of his strong suits. But that's a nice to have and not a need to have if you want your offense to succeed moving forward and into the playoffs.
0: Uh, Alex Clancy, go ahead. One more. Real real quick, I saw some fantasy stat project projections, and they've got Kyler oh Murray at like 4,200 yards passing, 29 touchdowns. And they've been pretty consistent with what he ends up each and every – the first two seasons of his career. So they think that this receiving core is improved enough, and Kyler's going to be a little bit better than he was last year, and he was really good. He had 26 touchdown passes, just under 4,000 yards passing. So they think he's going to eclipse 4,000 yards and get close to 30 touchdowns throwing. And then we'll see what he adds as far as rushing the football, which is another gear for him. That's why he's one of the top fantasy quarterbacks in the game right now. So what?
1: So the over/under was four ninety-five rushing last year. Four
0: seventy-five. I was just looking it up. It's going to be interesting because uh, you know, as as much as we pounded the table for the over, and he hit it early uh, because he had what over eight hundred yards rushing last year. If uh, it, it would be interesting to see what that number is, because it might be an under play. For, to benefit Kyler Murray, and I'm not saying like significantly under 475, he's going to get over 475 again. But if he, if Kyler Murray rushes for like 600 yards, but then his passing stats are way up in the run game, like guys like James Conner and, and Chase Edmonds put up some nice numbers, it's good for the Cardinals,
1: yeah, right. I mean, and you look at you can use Rondell Moore like a Curtis Samuel last year, like what Carolina did, they gave him seven, he was their best rusher for a good portion of the year with Christian McCaffrey out with yards per carry. I mean, if you can figure out a way to use Rondell Moore out of the backfield, it's going to take a village if they don't add another running back. And let's just hope that Kyler Murray doesn't have to be the focal point to move the ball down the field. We've gone long as we always do. That's pretty much my send-off right now. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.